And um, shit, I forgot where I was in the story. What a gullible. Oh, yeah, right, I'm over. Both, both tires. Great both. intro to the podcast. Everybody's going to be like, what the <laughs> fuck? Dude, I'm so lost in these fucking stories. It's Walmart. Fuck, dude, this story is going so off the rails. What's going on, Rail Riders? Uh, it's your host, the blonde Howard Stern, a.k.a. Taurus Bread. I'm going to lone bull podcast for you here today. You like that? I think some of you guys do. Some people are telling me that they, uh, they're they fucking enjoying these episodes, but who knows for sure? All I know is this is like my fourth cup of coffee, and I think I'm going to start out every single one of these episodes where I'm telling you what I'm drinking and how much I'm drinking it because I'm, I'm weirdly conscious about what I put in my body. I don't know. So I got some notes written down here, and uh, there was more things that I wanted to address now that I'm looking at this list, but it, this week has been so fucking scattered, and I've been talking to like a lot of people about the podcast, which has been um, illuminating. Lots of things have been illuminated. But, you know, it is what it is. I think uh, I'm going to start off with... Uh, I don't have this in my notes, but I was I was dealing with this last night. Uh, I was on Amazon.com. For those who don't know what Amazon.com is, it's a. Uh, I'm just fucking kidding. Obviously, you know what it is. It's uh, I was I was shopping around for a briefcase, and this came up because I sat down in bed and I was I was getting ready. I got my iPad out because I was going to do some work, and I was like, "Fuck, my iPad's about to die." And I pull out all my cords and all the headphones are tangled up with the power cords. And I've been using the same stupid backpack that I've had since shit for probably like five or six years now. I got it before I got my first job screen printing. I mean, I must have gotten this almost after I graduated high school, I think. I'm not sure what the time frame is. Neither do you really care about the age of my backpack. But I bought it at Walmart for like 20 bucks. And I've been using the same backpack for so fucking long. And it's beat to absolute shit now. So I took it upon myself. I was like, well, you know what? I'm taking this a little bit more serious now. Like the whole podcast thing. I'm sitting at my desk right now. I got a daily planner in front of me. It's got everything written up. And I got so carried away with it. Because you know what's weird? I think everybody has this feeling. You know that uh, strange feeling when you get something new to organize you and you get excited about organizing things, especially when it's like a calendar or a notebook or something that you start writing down things that are so stupid. Like I write down my planner, right? On my desk, it's a calendar. And obviously I know every Friday I do fucked up Fridays with Stork, right? Why the fuck would I not know that? But I wrote it down on every single day, every, well, every single Friday, fucked up Friday, fucked up Friday. It's like, obviously, I know it. I even wrote down work, like as if I'm going to forget when, <laughs> because Lord knows before I've had this calendar, I forgot what days I was working, you know, not like I don't work the same schedule every week. I digress. So I, uh, I, I, you know, I have these planners now. I got these notebooks. I got these little leather-bound books with pens that write really nice, that are really fancy. They're, uh, I don't know what kind of pen this is, but it's a nice pen. And I'm writing everything down. So I'm getting real organized. And I was like, oh, why am I still using this old backpack? You know? I look like, um, look like a senior 
I look like I have senioritis is what, I, what I'm trying to say. I look like I have senioritis and I don't really want to be doing this anymore. And I'm like, I need to get a bag that kind of fits with the program. Because I used to, I, I've always, always been like a satchel guy, a man purse, whatever you want to call it. But I've always had a satchel my whole life, like all going through school. And then I decided, I was like, I'm going to get a backpack because backpacks are way cooler. You can ride bikes with backpacks on, all that. But now I'm like missing the satchel days, especially when I go to like Starbucks to do some work because their Wi-Fi is better than the one that I have at my house. So uploading episodes is a lot easier at Starbucks. But, 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 but. Uh, my backpack is horrible for transferring all those goods, especially considering I got my laptop in there, which is quite expensive. And even more expensive is probably my iPad Pro, which for those who don't know, my iPad Pro is essentially a $1,200 piece of glass because it's so thin. It's in a case and everything. I'm not that stupid, but it's, it's super thin. And every single time I put it in my bag with all my other goods, I always think it's going to snap. So you're going, what? Well, Brian, you thought you said this was uh, about a briefcase or something. Well, I'm getting to it. Um, yeah, my, I'm, I'm worried about my iPad getting snapped in the bag and all my cords getting tangled up. And there's a bunch of trash in it all the time. Just stupid things like cigarette wrappers, receipts, all the shit that I don't need that I have to go through and dig down in this deep bag that has like no separators or anything. And it's just, it's messy and I can't stand it because I'm trying to get a little bit more organized here. You know, I'm writing down when I have work, I'm writing down, you know, when I'm, when I'm doing fucked up Friday, I'm writing everything down. I'm getting more organized. So my thought is, is that, you know what? I'm going to buy myself a a new bag, a briefcase. I'm going to buy a briefcase because who carries around a briefcase anymore? Right? I never see people with briefcases. It's always backpack, side satchels. And I was like, you know what? I've, I've evolved. I started out with a side satchel. I moved to a backpack. Now I think it's time for a briefcase. And I was like, I feel like that might be cool. But then I started getting like weird anxiety about it. I was like, I'm not worried about like judgment or anything, but I'm like, I, I don't know. Can I get a briefcase that's like mostly metal and bring that on a plane if I go on a trip? Or is that going to be something I'm not allowed to bring and that I'm going to have to forfeit this uh, briefcase over? Anyways, I'm shopping on Amazon and I convince myself, you know what? I don't know if I can do the briefcase thing, even though it sounds really cool. So I'm just going to get a, a, new, a new satchel. I'm going to get a new leather satchel with all these compartments that you can put things in. And I'm looking around and I can't find anything for a reasonable price because everything that's a reasonable price potentially won't be that much of an upgrade from my shitty backpack. You know what I mean? The whole idea is to get something that is very nice. And I found one on there, but it's like $130. Which brings me to my next thing. The reason why I was apprehensive to spend that money is because the other day I woke up and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go get a fucking, uh, I'm going to go get a Nintendo Switch. I was like, I, I like Pokemon games. I like Zelda games. I like, uh, and everybody's like talking about Animal Crossing I was like, I'm going to go get a Switch. I deserve that, right? My tax returns are coming in. I got a little bit of extra cash laying around. I have a I have a projector in my room, for those who don't know. It casts like this huge fucking, I mean, it's got to be almost like 100 inches that it projects. And I have my Apple TV hooked up to it, which is a piece of shit. It barely works. It's so annoying. It loses connection all the time. So I was like, you know what, if I got a Switch, I could use that for Netflix as well as playing video games 
And also I have a flight coming up, which we'll get to. So I was like, oh, I can take it on the flight. It'll be like a portable video game. Good thing to invest in, I guess, right? It's good entertainment to invest in. Plus, I, I always see people with switches and they look like they're slightly happier than me. So I'm like, hey, I could use a little bit uh, more happiness in my life. That's what I'm getting to. So I've become more recently financially literate. Trust me, this all wraps up into one thing. So bear with me. But I wrote down on all my finances of everything that I have for expenses during the month, including things for the podcast and everything, just so I know where I'm at. I'm treating this like a business. Like I said, I'm getting more organized. So I wrote everything down and I'm looking at my bottom line and I'm like, okay, well, I have this much wiggle room. So I know what I can use to spend, like, I know what I'm allowed to spend monthly on entertainment and having fun. And that is something I have to split with also using for advertisements on the podcast, buying new equipment, buying merchandise, going through all of that, right? But I had a little bit of wiggle room, especially from the tax returns that I was like, you know what, I'm going to go buy myself a switch. So that's what I did. I woke up in the morning. I'm like, I'm going to go get a switch. I went and picked up a few checks from some clients. And then I went and hung out with my buddy all day <clears throat> who hired me for another job. And he's actually going to come on the podcast soon. I'm excited for that because he's, he's, he's a good friend of mine. And that also leads to another thing. Man, I got so much to talk about. All right, let's just keep moving. So I'm like, I'm going to get a switch. I was looking on Facebook Marketplace for good deals. Nobody was really offering a good deal. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go buy a new one. So that way I don't have to deal with the horse shit of it being a secondhand used product. That would be really shitty. It like has a scratch against it. Maybe some boogery ass kid was using it. His mom's like, you got a D on your report card. I'm going to sell your switch. And now she's selling a switch and I'm going to be part of the discipline on that kid. Yeah, no, I don't want that. I want, I don't, I don't want my purchase to be a consequence for some kid getting bad grades is what I'm trying to say. So. I go to Walmart. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go in and buy it. So I go in there. I know exactly where I'm going. I'm beelining right for the entertainment section. I walk right over to the glass case with the shiny little switch in it. And I go, hmm, $2.99. And it's $300. And I can spend that. I am an adult. I have that money. It may not seem like I'm an adult making an adult decision because I am in the Nintendo kid aisle looking at a basically a child's toy. And you know how I was really sure about that is because the only person standing next to me was an eight-year-old kid. We were both looking at this glass case with the same intent, being, I wish I could just play that right now. It looks like so much fun. But the only difference is that little kid, he doesn't have a 401k. He doesn't have... 900 liquid dollars in his bank accounts to spend on entertainment. And I highly doubt he spent his whole day wrapping around his brain around the financial decision on whether a switch would be a good investment or not. Doing research. No, he just sees Mario on the cover and he goes, I like that little, that little Italian plumber. And uh, I just... I know, I know John down the street has one, little Johnny. He's got a Switch. Sometimes we play Super Smash Bros, and I always pick Luigi. And sometimes I change his color so he's wearing the pink outfit because I think it looks funny. 
You know, that's what's going through his head. My head is, do I really fucking do this, man? Do I really buy a Switch? Do I need that? Why do I need that? What, what, so what am I going to do? Buy this thing and then play it for a couple hours and then feel guilty that I played it for a couple hours? Or do I buy this thing and rarely ever play it and then feel guilty that I spent $300 on it? You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to build this podcast right now. I have a lot of shit going on with it. I'm, I'm planning, I'm building, I have projects in the works for this. And I'm like, I could use extra money to help build the podcast. And also I can use extra time. So then I started looking at this thing. I'm like, this thing is a, uh, this thing is a, this thing is just going to take away time and money that I could be using towards building this thing that I actually really want. So I, I talked myself out of it, long story short. Uh, that little kid, the little eight-year-old, he was still glued to the case. He was probably going to – you know what he was doing? He was probably doing that thing that you did when you were a kid where you were too scared to ask your mom for something, right? Or maybe your birthday's coming up. If you were a little bit more timid as a kid and you didn't re- – like my, my parents always got really mad if you ever asked for something. This is just – you never, it was called the greedy gimmies. That's what my parents called it, the greedy gimmies, because you're like, gimme, gimme, I want that, I want that. And it was being greedy. So you never, you never told your parents exactly what you wanted. Instead, you had to, you had to create these little mental gymnastics things that you would do in your head. So when your mom was looking at double uh, A batteries in the other aisle and she's like, I don't know, Duracell Energizer. Duracell Energizer. Meanwhile, I was in the other aisle, my head just glued to Roller Coaster Tycoon, hoping that my mom would be like, "Where's Brian? Where is he? Where where is that little that little bread boy?" And she would come around the corner and just see me glued to ro- Roller Coaster Tycoon. She'd be like, "Oh. Well, is that what you want?" And then I'd be like, "Yeah." And she'd be like, "Well, be considering you didn't ask me." You weren't like, oh, I want this, mom. Like, I'm going to get that for you. And let me tell you, rarely did that ever work. It never worked out. Well, but you know what? It would it would work out right before Christmas time or right before your birthday because then your mom would be like, oh, I'm sly. Uh, I know what he wants. I, he didn't even know that I saw him looking at that. And that's what I'm going to get him. You know what I mean? Because, But she would never just like... like <laughs> Oh man, dude, that was like such a worse feeling because you had it all planned out in your head. You're like, it would work out perfectly, but you never got it. That's what that kid was doing. He was waiting for his mom to come around the corner to see his face glued, like you know, like those um the little fish with the whiskers on the side of a fish tank, just like slurping up the side and their mouth look. It's like doing like the thing, like and he's climbing up the side of the tank, like eating algae or whatever the fuck he's doing. Or maybe he just doesn't realize it's glass and he can't go any further forward. That's what that little kid was doing on that switch case. Basically, he was licking bacteria off. I keep pulling on the headphones and it keeps being pop out. So anyways, I wasn't doing that. I was making financial decisions and that little kid was not. Is Is what I'm trying to say. So I walked away, right? Logical thing to do. I'm not going to make a purchase here. So why am I going to waste any more time here? So I walked away. And I went, well, you know what? Considering I was going to spend $300 
let me pick something else out that is less money, but will give me entertainment or something beneficial in some way or another that I could use, potentially even for the podcast. I don't know, maybe like a new keyboard or something, you know, just something, a little gift for myself to honestly making a good decision on not buying anything super expensive. And I looked around and nothing caught my eye. I walked up and down the aisles. I even went over to the PS4s just to see how much they were worth. Because I was like, you know what? The Switch wasn't really doing it for me. Maybe maybe a PlayStation 4 will make me reconsider. So I stood in front of that case. And the funny thing was, is that like, here, here's the demographic. I mean, this is, you can fucking send this picture right over to Nintendo and Sony. And they, they know their fucking demographics, right? So while I was standing, uh, I was when I was at the Nintendo case, I was standing next to a little eight-year-old kid practically licking the glass. When I went over to the PlayStation one, there was a guy with a man bun. Mind you, for those who don't know, who only hear my voice and don't know what I look like, I highly doubt that's any of you. But if you don't know, I also have a man bun. So now you have two full-grown men, about 26, 27-year-olds, with man buns, looking at the PlayStation case. And he, unlike the kid, had the exact same thing going through his head. He was standing right next to the case, looking at it. We weren't licking the glass or anything. We were, we were contemplating entertainment versus financial stability. We were all looking at that glass going, if I buy this right now, I'll have a lot of fun when I get home. But very quickly, will this new piece of entertainment just become normal in my life and no longer have that shiny appeal? And I feel like I'm just chasing that feeling of when I first opened up a Nintendo 64 on Christmas Day when I was six. And I want that entertainment back. I want those Friday nights when mom would order pizza. And you, your best friend, he just called his mom. And his mom said yes to him sleeping over. And it felt like the, the world was going to be okay. And nothing else mattered. We were both looking at that PlayStation 4 with that longing for that sweetness to come back into our lives. But instead, we have to consider... You know, I have to buy health insurance in a couple months. And it, it it becomes all too, it becomes, I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm working myself up here. We, we were looking at the glass and it was terrifying. I just had to walk away from that because I was like, I, I don't think we're going to get that back, man. I really don't think we're going to get that back. I think that I think that feeling is gone. And now it's now it's time to build new memories that we're going to look back on and I I can't I know that sounds really introspective on just looking at a PlayStation through the glass not knowing how much time has passed but it feels like forever and for I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it's just uh Damn. Yeah, it's time to build. It's time to do new things. That's what this podcast is all about. I'm, I'm, I'm creating those new feelings and I'm having that feeling through this podcast. You know what I mean? I'm building something new that it feels like that, that childhood memory of when things felt new and things felt great. And I, I have that feeling while doing this. It, it feels very easy for me to go into that place while doing this. I, I, I actually feel like I kind of found my place 
which which is nice. And I didn't expect to go there from just looking at a PlayStation through the glass. But I didn't buy the PlayStation. I walked away. And then I was like, I'm not going to buy the fucking PlayStation. Maybe I'll buy the Nintendo. So what did I do? Walked back to the Nintendo aisle. And then I stood at the Switch again. Now the little kid was gone, so there was a little bit less of that financialness. I could be the kid in the aisle now. Now that the actual eight-year-old or six-year-old, whatever he was, was gone, now I could be the actual kid. I wasn't comparing myself to anybody else. So I was like, you know what? Uh, okay, let's just let's put it in my head for a second. I buy this thing, right? I'm like, I, I have this thing. I'm bringing it home. It's got its red and blue controllers. Got the little screen in the middle. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know what I mean? I can play Stardew Valley. I can fucking, uh, I can play Animal Crossing. I can play Zelda Breath of the Wild. I can play, um, I can play a couple games here. And it sounds like a lot of fun. And then I was like, you know what? Those are only the games that I know of. Let me turn around and see what other games there are. So I turn around and look at the glass case. And I don't know what happened. Maybe it was because we grew up going to like Blockbuster. And you would see those. You remember when you walk in a, uh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to play it right here. You know when you would walk into Blockbuster and you would hear that little, um, the little bing bong noise when you would walk in. I'm going to play it right here. I'm just going to write down this timestamp so I remember to put it in. But you would walk in and then it was this. Uh, it smelled like vinyl shelving because that's what were in all the aisles. And it looked like they they looked like they were bright white when they first bought them, the shelves. But they and they kind of looked like Ikea furniture, but they looked like they were stuck in a house with a f- family of smokers because they were just that off white color just a little bit. And the edges were kind of sharp. So when you like when you were a little kid and you had to reach up high and grab a video game off the shelf, it was like it was the edge was kind of sharp. So you it was it was a really strange experience. And I, I could draw these shelves from memory. You know, I would know exactly like where the Nintendo game started and ended because it wasn't the full aisle, but it was like it was like two shelvings long. And at that age, you didn't even really realize that the better games were actually on the lower shelves, not the higher shelves. Because if they put them up high, kids wouldn't be able to see them. They put the games that were less likely to sell to kids, so they would put all the good games at the bottom, the ones that the kids wanted, like Mario 64 and Donkey Kong and Zelda. All those good games would be at, or at least the middle shelf, right at your eye height. You know, they had the marketing down. But when, you you know, Blockbuster had these aisles and aisles aisles of endless opportunities of new things that to be tried. And that's where we formulated all our tastes in media was then. I mean, we still use that nostalgia factor. I already used it on you in this fucking podcast because you fucking remember that feeling, right? On that Friday night when your best friend got the okay from mama to spend the night. But anyways... You saw so many video games as a kid that you were like, there was endless opportunities. And I don't know if it's just because you get old and you get cynical, but I was looking at the case for all the new Switch games, and I was like, why does it feel like this system's been out for like two years now, and there's only five or six games to play, and the rest of them are just imports from other systems that I've already played, like Minecraft and Fortnite and whatever. But it it felt like there was only like six games. And I'm like, this is just so sad. I 
it was like that that's all you guys have to offer on your flagship system i'm like i only like two of these games and am i really going to spend 300 in well almost 400 dollars because each game's worth 40 bucks just to play games that I've already played before and know I like that I'm going to get bored of really quick because you can never get that nostalgia back. You can only just mindlessly take your brain off of reality for a short amount of time before, you know, you get a headache or you, you know, you stayed up too late and then you regret it the next day. It's, it's weird, but I was all too aware of it. So I was like, you know what? I'm not buying the switch. There's no games here that I want. So I talked myself out in a second degree now, right? I talked myself out it for the second time because this time there's no valuable games to get. And I was like, all right, well, you know what? We tried. So let's move along. So I walked the aisles one more time because I'm like, yeah, maybe there's something that I need. I was like, oh, you know what? I need a power strip, right? I need a power strip for all the stuff I have plugged in in my room. Something that's a little bit safer than the one that I have plugged in. So I went down to the uh, uh, the hardware aisle because they have the best power strips down there versus the electronic section because they just make way beefier power strips that can handle way more. And I picked one up. And I'm walking around and I'm like, wow. I am an adult. That's not scary. It's not scary. And I hate when people are like, it's so scary being an adult. What happened to all the, the childhood? Where did it go? I miss being a child when I didn't have a care in the world. I'm like, not being a child kind of sucked for a lot of it. You only, like, you don't realize how much freedom you have as an adult that's really fucking awesome. But you just kind of traveled your way into this grouted line that you fall into every single day, but how much freedom you have as an adult, dude, as a kid, do you remember when your parents would buy like a new appliance and they had a big cardboard box and they gave it to you and you were like, Oh my God, we can make so much out of this. And I know that's like a cliche, the kids with the boxes example, but I I have fond memories of that dude, me and my best friend growing up, we literally, He almost died because he's allergic to bees, right? But we didn't know that. So we had this bright idea. We were like five years old, and he had a hill in his backyard. We walk up the hill, and I, for the life of me, can't remember why we were doing this, but there was rocks at the top of the hill, little tiny rocks. Well, not tiny rocks. Imagine like the size of a coffee mug. Think about that size like of a rock. I don't really know what classification. and Maybe metaphoric? Metaphoric? Metamorphic? Igneous? Uh... Sagittarius, Sagittarius is a horoscope, sorry. Uh, what Sedimentary, that's it. Okay, um, those types of rocks, I don't know what size that is. I, actually, I don't think size has anything to do with it. My point being, I wasn't thinking about where they were in the rock cycle. I was just thinking about going up the top of the hill with my best friend. There was nothing better to do but pick up these rocks and bring them down to the bottom of the hill and stack them up. I don't know what we were doing. I don't even think we were like building anything out of it. We were just like, let's grab these rocks and let's bring them down the hill. So you're going, how did he die? I mean, (laughs) he didn't die. How did he almost die? Well, the thing is we picked up one of the groups of rocks and a bunch of bees came out and we both had long hair and they got stuck in our hair 
and they stung us up a bunch. We didn't know he was allergic to bees and he had to go to the hospital. I just had a bunch of holes in my head from a bunch of bee stings all because we were just having fun moving rocks around, right? That was the simplest of pleasures. It was just so nice. And also the thing is, we also had video games then. We had N64s. So not only did we play video games and enjoy that a lot, but we would also go outside and just use our imagination. So it wasn't just the video game supplying that entertainment. It was other ways of finding entertaining yourselves. And here I am walking through Walmart with a power strip. And I'm like, damn, I'm really an adult right now. I am making the decision consciously to carry the rocks down the hill versus buying a video game because I have the power to do that because carrying the rocks down the hill, making my own happiness and doing things with my mind to build something for no, almost seemingly, seemingly less, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? No reason. Seemingly no reason. Other than I just, I, I want to see where this goes. What, what am I doing? What am I building with these rocks? I don't know. But I'm doing that instead of the video game thing. And while there's parts of your childhood you want to get back, I think there's a lot of parts of your childhood that are still in you. Like this podcast. I want to see where this goes. I want to see what I'm building. And that, that's how I felt with that power strip in my hand. I, <laughs> with that power strip in my hand, I walked through Walmart as a conquered adult, still using my childhood to fuel my curiosity and future. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just making myself fucking laugh because a power strip is the funniest thing because it like to imagine. Because if you don't imagine it as an electrical unit, used to plug in multiple appliances and think of it more as a think of it more as like the name a power strip this is my power strip i don't know where the fuck i'm going with that but my point being is i walked through walmart i grabbed that a power strip and i grabbed a couple things to eat because i normally don't eat the best because i'm constantly doing things that i have a tendency to eat like shit so I bought myself some chicken, some lettuce, some uh, vegetables, some stuff I need to eat. I also bought hot dogs, but that's only because uh, hot dogs are like, I always call them the Sunday food. And everybody seems to agree with me. They're the Sunday food. It's the day of rest, right? The the Lord, um, the, the Lord rested on that day after making the world, I think. And tell me after a long week of making the world, you wouldn't want to sit down and just have a food that you can put in the microwave for a minute, slap some mustard and ketchup on there, and it's a decent meal where you're not overly impressed, but you're certainly not like, oh, why the fuck did I eat that? It's the middle ground food where you it's not like having like a cheeseburger from McDonald's. It's still not good for you. I know that. But it kind of get lets your brain run a little wild and go like, it's not the worst thing you can eat. So I feel like after a long week, it's one of the best foods because if if we look at it from God's perspective, after he created all people, he created N64s, childhood. I'm actually not religious, so don't take this for what it is. But you get my point. After he created all that fun shit, 
and he watched some kids uh, almost die from getting stung by bees because they were moving some rocks down a hill, even though we, that wasn't at the in, the creation of man. That wasn't at the origin of man. That was actually like seven no pff, seven years ago. Jesus, I wasn't twenty years I wasn't twenty years old when I did that. Uh, yeah, no, I'm fucking. You know what I'm saying. So God sits down and throws a fucking couple wieners in his heavenly microwave and sits there on Sunday and goes, this is a mighty Sunday food. This is perfect. I don't feel totally guilty, but I don't feel good about it, but I'm full. And he rested. And that's what I did on Sunday. I had a couple of hot dogs and both my roommates did too, because they were like, I never realized, but I think hot dogs are the best Sunday food. And that's what I said. I'm like, they require no effort and everybody's at least decently happy with the result. So I bought the food, I bought the power strip and I had a new, I had a new mindset. I did not buy the switch. I saved the money. So back to the briefcase. I did not buy the briefcase because of pretty much the same mindset. Now I know what you're thinking. A briefcase is not. Uh, well, the side satchel, it wasn't the briefcase, the side satchel, the leather one for like 150 bucks or whatever it was. I was like, I could spend that money, but I already saved that money by not buying the switch. And at what point do I need to be fucking fancy because I am too fucking lazy to just pull out my power cord and untangle it from headphones. Am I really too good for that? Is this really that big of a problem? If it's that big of a problem, fucking put your headphones in a Ziploc bag so they don't get tangled up with the other cords. You have Ziploc bags. They cost no money. Do you really need a new bag? Do you really need it? And I was like, I feel like I might need it. And this is the problem with Amazon. And for those who don't know, Amazon is actually a online seller. They're huge. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm going to keep doing that. I'm going to pretend like nobody knows what Amazon is. So I'm on Jeff Bezos' site uh, looking at side satchels for 150 bucks, And uh, for one, I don't trust a lot of Amazon products because for those who don't know, trust me on this tactic. If you find an Amazon product, especially if it pops up in the suggested below a product that you're already looking at and it's the same picture for about the same price that means that's an online commodity that people are um reselling like drop shipping so be aware of that because what i did was i saw the satchel that was like decent right and they were selling it for like 120 bucks and then i save the picture, go on reverse image search on Google. And sure enough, it shows up on Alibaba express, AliExpress, whatever.com. I go to there and they're selling the bag for like $25 a piece. If you buy a bulk of like a hundred, right. And they're selling it for like $150 on Amazon. And I'm not going to buy a hundred bags because I don't need a hundred bags. But I was like, okay, well, I'm going to get ripped off on this, but I found another one. I digress. I found another one that I really liked. And I was like, this is the perfect hybrid between a briefcase, a travel bag, and a side satchel. It's all of those things that I need. And it's beautiful. It's a beautiful leather bag. It's a beautiful leather bag. And I was so tempted to buy it, and then my iPad died. And I'm like, you know what? This is the universe telling me I don't fucking need this thing. 
Maybe not now. Maybe I'll do it another time. But not right now. I'm going to save my money. But I am going to probably have to buy one soon because I'm going on a trip. So now we're going to get into that story. So I work for a screen printing company called Ben Franklin uh, Print Co. I was about to call it Tease because they used to be Tease. But it's Ben Franklin Print Co. And uh, I'm a screen printer. That's what I've done for the majority of my adult life. It's actually probably coming up on the majority of my life, which is actually kind of strange. I'm like probably like six years away from that before it's the majority of my life I've been screen printing. Taking a sip of my seventh coffee here. And uh, my boss bought us all plane tickets down to Atlantic City for a big trade show ISS, which is a big screen printing trade show, and I'm flying out on the 18th out of Manchester, landing in Philly, potentially hitting a bar or two in Philly after getting off the plane because I love Philly, huge Philly fan. And then I'm hopping in an Uber over to Atlantic City and staying in this nice hotel and then going to a trade show where I'm going to be learning how to use an automatic screen printing press. All very cool. Most of it's, I mean, the plane ticket, the hotel, the Ubers, everything's paid for. It's, it's, it's fucking wild being part of a company that values you in that way, that they're willing to invest more into you, and I'm incredibly grateful for that opportunity. But it, it's going to be a really fun experience, And but I'm going to be flying soon. So I'm going to need a new bag because I can't bring this. I mean, I'm not joking. This backpack's falling apart. I'm justified in getting a new bag. But am I justified in spending $120 getting fancy with it? Probably fucking not. Maybe maybe I'll pull a nature's classroom and fucking get a duct tape bag. I'll make a duct tape bag. Like I had a duct tape wallet for the longest time and that thing was awesome. And then I kind of realized, not that I not that I care about being judged or anything, but there's a certain level of uh, leather involved with money for people to consider you uh, a viable source of conversation, I think. But what I mean is basically, like, if you want a girl to... If, you, if you're going to... Okay, if you're going to... If you're at a bar... And you're like, oh, you're, the night's going really good, right? You know, that you're talking to this girl and she's fucking digging you, right? Yeah, you might even be able to fucking, she might even um, invite you back to her uh, her house, right? Or maybe she wants to go back to your place. I don't know. Right? And, the, you know, the, the tab comes in there, the, you know, well, the bartender comes over and she's like, she's like, okay. She's like, are two separate tabs or one? And you're like, Oh, we'll just put it on one. And the girl's like, you know, she blushes and she's like, oh my God, you don't have to. And you're like, nah, it's my treat. I like paying for people, right? You say something like that to, to kind of diminish the fact that she's super special. You want her to think that you're just a good guy all the time. I mean, personally, I do like paying for people a lot. So if that worked on you ladies, hit me up. I am at Taurus Bread on Twitter. I'm just fucking kidding. But if, if you say like you're going to pay for her and then you pull out that fucking duct tape billfold, right? Mine was checker pattern. It was awesome. 
and my sister made it for me and she actually taped it over an old uh, card sleeve thing that I had for all my credit cards. It wasn't attached to anything, so she, she uh, just duct taped it in there. I still have the thing. It was, a, it was checker pattern. You pull that thing out when you have to pay a $100 tab, right? And then the girl just looks at you and she goes, wow, that's strange. I just had a full-blown conversation with a man with a duct tape wallet. That sounds like it could almost be a movie, the man with the duct tape wallet. You know what I mean? They got like the girl with the pearl earring, right? Or the girl with the dragon tattoo. Isn't that what the, I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, a man with a duct tape wallet, dude. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm that's all I mean is that there's a certain amount of leather involved for a man to give off the illusion that he's good at conversation. That girl may not want to go home with you or she may not even want to talk to you again if you don't have a little bit of leather next to your money. So my point is, what was my point? I need to get a new bag. Maybe I'll make it out of duct tape, but probably not because then... If I am walking around, most people will not want to talk to me because they will be like, this guy looks like he got held back at nature's classroom and never really figured it out. But man, did they had good food there. I remember, um, for those who don't know, nature classroom was like a, a weird thing. I feel like most of you guys do, so I'm not going to spend too much time explaining it. In eighth grade, we went on this trip to nature's classroom where you went and stayed in these little bungalows out in the middle of the woods and you walked around, licked slugs, found salamanders. And basically you had older children leading you through the whole thing because during that time we were like, Oh wow, they're adults. But then every time you saw the counselors next to the actual teachers, you'd be like, Oh shit, they're kids. And they're just leading smaller kids and also putting you through a very weird experience of going through the Underground Railroad. Do you remember that? When they made all the people go through the the woods in the middle of the night. And I remember that was like one of my points of being like a little fucking... I was about to say a little punk, but I guess it's a little bit more like a Harriet Tubman, right? Well, if we're just using context... I was a little bit of a Harriet Tubman because I was like, I remember I just kept mouthing off to the, the, the slave drivers, which was actually just the counselors who were just older children. But every time they told us to do something, I'd be like, why are we doing this? This is so fucking dumb. Like you're making everybody cry. And I can't stand this. I, it, it was like rainy and cold. And everybody was just yelling and they didn't, you know what, you know, my biggest problem was uh, with it was they never even explained really what was going on or maybe they did and I wasn't paying attention because I was too busy making duct tape wallets. <laughs> Again, you're not a good conversationalist. You have bad listening skills. If you got all that fucking, you know what I mean? All that, uh, what is it? That acid that comes off of duct tape, but it gets absorbed through your hands. Maybe it gets in your brain. You can't think right. I don't know. Maybe I'm just thinking up stuff. But yeah, I was I was a little Harriet Tubman in that uh, in that uh, situation. I was the little white blonde Harriet Tubman that would rebel against the white older kids who were enslaving white kids. It was a really weird experience. I don't think that's a maybe it was a good experience for people to learn because maybe it was it stuck with us all this time. Like you know what I mean? That maybe we have a better concept. Maybe it wasn't about teaching us then. 
about what was happening. Maybe it was more of as you get older, you start to understand the implications of why that like stuck in everybody's mind and everybody was crying. But I still feel like there should have been like a thing signed by parents saying like, we're going to just terrorize your kids. Trust me. It's a good lesson, but they need to learn it. I don't know. It was a, it was a neat experience. The thing is, I would just say they probably could have done a better job explaining the severity of what was happening. Because I remember when, like, if somebody was crying too much and they were too terrified, they would just coddle them and be like, okay, well, let's just pull you out. You're clearly too scared. And I don't think they did that during slavery. And I realize this isn't slavery. These are white kids from New Hampshire <laughs> fucking in the woods being led by older kids where the day before they were serving us up some good chicken. And I think it was in wooden bowls. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, I very distinctly remember that. I don't know if I'm wrong, but they were also teaching us how to make duct tape wallets and doing trust falls. And then all of a sudden they were pretending they, I think if they did a better job at building up to that point, you know what I mean? Like if they kind of like throughout the week, they were like, Oh dude, they could have like, Imagine if this, imagine instead of like, oh, we're teaching you how to make duct tape wallets. They were like, they were like, we need 15, we need each of you to make 15 duct tape wallets by the end of today. Otherwise you're, you're, you're gonna be, um, I'm trying to think of a punishment that you could do to a kid that wouldn't be, cause you can't tell them you're going to whip them. That wouldn't work. Uh, that would be a lawsuit waiting to happen. But if you demanded 15 wallets of them and made them just work really hard and then you made, so you made these counselors out, oh, dude, this is a good a fucking idea. You made the counselors out to be really bad people making go through all this work and everything and then you're starting to understand the idea of it being unfair, right? And then there's these, the, the teachers finally come back, right? The Your original teachers and they show up and they're like, kids, Quick, while you're sleeping, let's let's go. We, we're gonna get you out of this camp. Like they're they're awful people. And then you're running through the woods, and then you know everybody's terrified. Whatever, you don't coddle any of the crying kids. You don't break performance, right? There, you're trying to get rid of the away from these evil camp counselors that had you enslaved, making duct tape wallets all week. And you're running through the woods. You're trying to get to the buses. You're trying to get you're trying to get there. And then at the end, they catch you, or maybe they don't. But then also the, the the basically the curtain lifts to reveal the idea of okay so you what you guys just experienced was very on small scale and very censored version of what it was like to be a slave where you had to work it was no fun there was no tolerance there was heavy consequences if you did not meet work quota that they put at you you were eating fucking dog shit all week like rice like only rice that's it well actually i don't think they were giving them rice maybe like stale bread give them stale bread give all the kids that see then you know what i think that would i would have learned a lot more but during that time like they were all acting like our friends all week and trying to teach us how to make duct tape wallets. And they were like, oh, wow, Cynthia, that's super creative. Use the tie-dye duct tape when everybody's using the silver one. Where did you think that up? And she's like, I don't know. My mom's, my mom's, she, she does pottery. So maybe creativity runs in my blood. And then they're like, oh, yeah, it probably does. Good for you. Now let's do some team building. Go show little Johnny how to make one. 
using the tie-dye stuff, you know, use that knowledge. So they're becoming our friends all week. And then all of a sudden, we're supposed to swap our mindset at the end of the week when they do this Underground Railroad thing where they're all of a sudden mad at us. And we're all just like, dude, what the fuck? Why are you being such a dick? You know what I mean? It was it was so weird. I don't know. I was just thinking about that. So, uh, yeah, so I didn't uh, end up getting a... Um, I didn't get a briefcase or a satchel or a duct tape backpack, but I am going on that work trip. There's a, so I'm, I'm thinking about that, but as we're moving forward, there's a, there's a couple things to note. So for one, um, because I didn't spend any useless money on any, um, I'm so sorry. I knew that was coming. That's why I paused. So I didn't spend any money, any useless money on the switch or a backpack. So I'm keeping it very brass tack. So I have a little bit of money to spend. So I'm going to be doing two things, actually three things. I'm going to order business cards, which that doesn't, that doesn't involve you in any way. And neither should you care because you're already listening to this podcast. I don't need to give you a business card just so you can find it again. I mean, maybe if you get lost, uh, that will be your way back home to listen to old Tor's bread on the podcast talking about his uh, how he would how he would <laughs> revise a fake slave camp for kids. <laughs> but and then I'm gonna order some. I'm ordering some T-shirts tomorrow. Uh, that'll be here in probably less than two weeks, right before I go on my trip, and they'll be available on the site. I am going to order stickers also. I have some stickers for Taurus Bread, but I don't have any for the podcast, so I want to I wanna get some of those, and hopefully you'll see some of those around Manchester. That being said, we're starting to we're starting to gain some steam here. I want to get that Patreon up and running. I want to start you know doing some clips on YouTube. Uh, but I need to do that by saving up for a computer. So I'm also doing that because a lot of those expenses are not going to cost me a whole lot. So I'm going to do that and try to recuperate some costs. And I think what I'm going to end up doing is putting a little bit of money aside into an actual business account and use that for specifically the podcast so I can start saving up to get a new computer for the podcasts and everything. But that also leads me to my next thing. This is... I'm not going to get into details about it because I do not want to get my hopes up. I'm not holding my breath, but this was a conversation I had and I want to talk about it on here because let's say it does lead to the next chapter in this podcast. Then I want to have this as a reference point, but I'm not, I, I, one thing I've learned through all these things, do not, do not put expectations. I have no expectations in this scenario, but it is a potential opportunity, but I'm not expecting anything out of it. I'm perfectly happy where I'm at in my little studio right here, right? I love having guests here. I love, I like what we're doing here and we're going to grow in time and eventually get a studio. And I'm, I'm, I'm stoked about that. But my friend who will remain unnamed because I am, I don't know what he wants disclosed to the public. But he's a friend of mine, and he just bought a giant commercial facility for his company. And there's going to be a bunch of offices in it. And he was saying, and mind you, this could just be loose speak of just having a friendly conversation with your friend. But I said, hey, man, 
if you have an extra office that's decent sized and you don't have any plans for it, I will be willing to rent it from you because I would love to have a more commercial place to do my podcast in. And he said, yeah, man, no fucking doubt. Like I'm, I'm totally down. Mind you, I haven't seen the space. He does own it though. He does own it, but he's going to get, he's going to be getting it in, uh, the beginning of March, like March 8th. And, uh, fuck my grandmother actually called me earlier and she told me, I'm sorry. I'm not going to cut this out of the podcast though. So you're just going to have to, uh, listen to me do this. My grandmother called me and said on the 8th, grandpa's lunch. Just meeting up with my family for lunch. I just wanted to write it down. But yeah, I'm not holding my breath on that opportunity. If it happens, it happens. And if it does, I'm going to do the whole fucking goddamn thing different. For one, I am going to be moving the studio out of here, obviously. I'm going to build a new studio there. However, I'm probably going to keep this studio almost exactly how it is, except I'm probably just going to push the table a little bit more to one side. So that way it's a little bit more lean towards my own thing. And I'm probably going to continue to do the lone bowl podcast here because I like, I like doing them in the morning. I don't like leaving the house when I'm going to do a uh, podcast, I don't like leaving the house in the morning and then trying to come back because I have too much going on in my head. I like to unpack everything that I've experienced throughout the week and, you know, just talk about it in my own nice little comfortable spot off my bedroom. I feel nice and at home. You know, I'm not wearing shoes. I'm all curled up on the chair. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I like, you know, and I can get real introspective. About uh, nature's classroom, duct tape wallets, little kids sucking on glass at fucking Walmart. My nose getting all clogged up. Okay, so if that pod, I mean, if I move the podcast there, I'm probably still going to do Lone Bull here. And also if I get the keys to that place and he he's like, oh, yeah, no, that studio is all yours. You could use this for whatever you want. You could have your guests. It's going to open up two opportunities that I see that I wasn't even looking at before because I was like, I love my little podcast studio. I love that it's in my house. But there's two things. One, people I don't know at all who want to cold call come on this podcast, I want I want those people to come on my podcast. However, I need to consider the fact that it is in my house. You do have to walk through my personal bedroom to get in here. Meaning you also have to walk through most of my apartment to, in, in, in like you get a glimpse into my roommate's lives and mine. That being said, I want to be as respectful as possible and I don't want complete randos coming in here unless I have people like vouching for them or, you know, it's just, it's more of like a practical safety thing. Even though we're very safe, we lock all our doors. We have amazing neighbors. We're on the third floor. So good luck getting in here. We're well protected is what I'm saying. But I don't want somebody casing the joint or anything like that. Or even, even, even if they are good, but hang out with shady people and they tell them like, oh yeah, I did this podcast, but this guy has all this fucking equipment and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, that's so cool. Where does he live? And blah, 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 blah. I don't, I don't want any of that, right? 
It's just, it becomes scary. So being able to have a commercial building where I know it'll be all locked up, security cameras and all that shit would be very nice. So I would I'll be more open to having a guest that I don't know on the podcast. I'll, I'll, in doing it a lot snappier instead of taking some time to talk to them over DM and get to know them a little better. But, you know, these are sacrifices we got to make to like grow the damn thing. So if I get the studio, that's one good benefit. The other great benefit is I can officially make the studio what I want it to do because where I'm at now is so limited on space. You know, my cameras aren't in the exact position that I want. I want to have another spot where somebody can, uh, you know, live edit the audio for me and actually have that as an opportunity. And ultimately have a spot that feels a little bit more my own, like a little bit more custom, you know, paint the walls a certain color, create some theming, you know, make it a little bit more thematical. Thematical, is that a word? I don't know. I'm not going to look it up. My iPad's off. So is my phone. But, 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 but. I am not holding my breath upon it, but it has opened up this new idea of thought that it is definitely going to be one of my goals is to get my own studio. And I don't want to keep talking about myself here. It's just something that I feel like you guys should know. So if in if I get the studio and it happens early in March, you will not see the studio and I will not be uh, doing the podcast out of there right away. I'm going to build up the studio, build a new podcast desk, put everything all together and it will it, it'll be dope, but it's going to take some time. So I'm not I'm not holding my breath on it. We'll we'll see where it comes in time. That being said. Um, we got some goals that we can definitely reach. And my biggest goal is I want to be able to monetize this podcast. That is like my biggest freaking goal. And we need to get to a thousand listeners per episode. So the way that you can help out with that, if you've made it this far is please continue to share it on social media. It helps more than you could know. If you know anybody who is a good guest to have that has good traction and who is also very interesting, actually more importantly, who is very interesting and fun to talk to, please let me know. Also, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, anything, write into the email taurusbread at gmail.com. I am going to input in the subject for which episode it is for. As in, put it for Lone Bowl or Fucked Up Fridays, because we do it on both. I haven't even checked the email yet. I'm going to get in the habit of doing it. I was kind of waiting a little bit for time to pile up, um, because I haven't even checked to see if we have gotten any emails. I wouldn't be surprised if there was none. We don't have that many listeners, but that's okay. Uh, Follow me on all my social media at Taurus Bread. It's Instagram, Twitter. That's pretty much all I use. Uh, I also have a TikTok if you want to go on there. It's just clips from the show. So if you want to go on there. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you continue to share and tell people about this, I have a couple ideas that I'm going to try to make come to fruition that will, I think, help boost the podcast. But it really is on the backs of all of you. And it's really only up to you if you want to help out or not. I'm not going to. I don't think you're 
shitty or anything for not helping. I just appreciate you listening in general. But if you'd like to help me out with my efforts here to try to build this into something so we can build up to get some bigger guests on and and also just, you know, continue this thing going. Let me know that you're listening somehow. But, yeah, I'm going to put some shirts on the website whenever those get done. I I'm, will definitely do another Lone Bull before those come to fruition. So we uh, you'll, you'll hear about that. But, yeah. Uh, I, JB, shout out to JB. He told me I should do some closing thoughts on this, but I think I kind of missed that mark by already starting to plug things. But, you know what? Fuck it. We like to break the rules here. So shout out JB giving me this advice. He said I should kind of make like a closing statement to wrap it all up. My final thoughts, my final words. Um, My final words are just, you know what? Actually, this has been eating me alive lately. Do not back yourself into a passion. If you like doing something at one point in time, if you enjoy artwork, playing a sport, running a Twitch channel, whatever you do. Don't think that you have to continue doing it because you told people you were going to do that thing. Don't let other people's view of you control your future movements because you feel like you owe them or it's some kind of obligation. Because I think that's a very quick way to want to escape back to your childhood, back when you had that spark originally for the thing that you did. And you'll always be chasing that. Go experience something new. Even if you've had a little tiny bit of desire to try something. Oh, I wanted to try bowling. I always thought bowling looked like fun. I always wanted to try karate. I always wanted to... Um, I've always wanted to get into baking. Well, do the damn thing. And just because you think that your passions describe who you are and they're part of who you are, but you've slowly grown out of them, don't think you're obligated to stay doing them. Because I have to tell you, doing this podcast has been the most growing experience of my life and every single day I wake up with this huge bottle of passion to keep doing this and it feels so wrong and it feels so stressful not being able to work on it and give it my all. And I would have never guessed that this was a thing that I was going to be interested in. I had no idea. It just took me pulling the trigger on it to finally find my spot. And I'm telling you right now, I've never felt more comfortable in my life than when I'm talking to you guys via the podcast. I feel like I'm kind of becoming who I'm supposed to be. And I don't know if anybody feels that other way, but we're going to take this damn thing to the top. And I'm not letting anybody stop me. So we're not going to quit. We're going to keep going. But if the passion runs out, I got to be okay with quitting. But I don't think it will. I've never felt this way about anything. But if you have felt like your passion has run out on something, don't convince yourself that you have to keep going. Cut your ties and move on. Life's too short. It's the same thing with relationships. Just... If, if, if it's served its purpose in the time for you to learn those lessons, those valuable lessons for whatever it was supposed to teach you, it's time to move on. But yeah, I think that's my closing statement. And I think that, that that's my synopsis of this episode. Those are some lessons that I've learned 
I've grown out of that useless time of buying things to make me happy, to get some kind of nostalgia back, get some passion. I'm excited to do something that seems ultimately pointless because I don't know where it's supposed to go. I'm just enjoying this process so much. I'm enjoying taking those rocks from the top of the hill and bringing them down. And you know what? You're damn right I'm going to get stung by some bees along the way, but I'm not going to fucking stop because even though I can't see the greater picture, maybe there's a lesson to be learned here. Maybe there's something uh, that we can we can all learn. And I think I couldn't put it any better than that. We can all learn lessons a little better, I think. Thanks for listening to the show, guys. I'm, uh, I'm Taurus Bread. Follow me on Twitter, at Taurus Bread. Email me, taurusbread at gmail.com. Go to my website, taurusbread.com. Thanks for listening, guys.